Good morning on this May the 12th, 2023 out there in, I'm not supposed to say radio land, so I say in the beautiful Box 2 radio listening family. And it's a joy to be with you all. Looks like it's going to have a little bit of rain this morning, but the sun is shining in our hearts. Mr. Bjork is on with us every Friday morning, and we're going to get to him in just one second. Make a quick uh, couple of announcements. Don't forget in Owensboro, Kentucky right now at Church Live. You can find it on our church app, all the details, information, directions. They are going to be having their healing conference over the last the next two days. I think it's tonight and tomorrow more, I mean tomorrow afternoon. So all the information you need for there is on our Box 2 Radio app. If you have not got our new app yet, then you go to Tithely Church app, download that app, and then search Box 2 Network. And then push yes to that change, and you're good to go. You don't have to do it again. And it will show up as the Box 2 Radio app on your cell phone. Amen? So very excited about that and excited for all that God's doing. Excited to be taken into space. Don't forget, man up coming up right here. And I think May 25th at Crosspoint. And then Coffee with Jesus May the 20th at 4 o'clock p.m. For those who are trying to get the announcements real fast. Uh, as always, on Fridays, we go into space with Brother Bjork, and then we are going to go to the Bible with Brother Gerald and Brother Denny and Miss Hannah. So we are back here on this May the 12th, 2023, Friday morning here on Mornings of Box 2 Radio. What a day the Lord has made. I believe the girls had a tremendous time yesterday at their first BCA um, tea party. And they said Cheerio and held their pinky out a lot. And um, they ate crumpets. And it they was. They got down and boogied a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's what a, you do at a tea. That's uh, what it turned into. They're like, you know what? Let's take off the shoes and start dancing. <laughs> and uh, I, when I come to pick them back up, it was karaoke time. And it was a pretty big uh, venue out there. So I will say it was. It was really it was, pretty. It was, the go- it was on the golf course that I. I mowed and helped on for 12 years and now there's houses where greens used to be and (laughs) houses and whole fences and everything else in the middle of old fairways and it's just I mean it gets me I'm like my old old golf course all those years of (laughs) taking care of grass I mean we'd spend 15 hours a day making sure those greens don't die and now they're all dead. After oh, all man. those years of trying to keep her from dying, they oh, but then are you dead. Got led back there with the BCA kids. Got I to enjoy guess it. so. <laughs> it was kind of neat to see back there, though. Um, mm-hmm. After all these years, because I haven't been back there and seen all that. So, um, but the venue back there was was beautiful, and um, the girls did say they enjoyed themselves. They sang the whole way home on the bus, and oh. I said, "Oh, I wish I'd have got the headphones I was looking at." <laughs> and uh, but they they Maybe, seemed to at be. Least they were singing. I was happy and proud of them that they they didn't just pick any songs like they picked straight pretty much worship songs to sing mm-hmm. so i was proud of them for that <clears throat> well um it was good and you and miss megan and uh miss mary and miss Kay and a bunch of other people really put a lot of time into yesterday to make it a, a great day for them so thank you all for doing that i know they'll remember it and i know they felt spoiled and taken care of so uh appreciate you all doing that and um we have to get the recipe okay is it called chess bar have you had them before i know what you're talking about was that there hey if you are listening or actually i'm going to text you miss k and get that recipe because they were a hit i mean they were gone quick the chess bar was so good yeah like is that like regular chess cake 
I think so, but it's yeah. like in a almost like a brownie form. Mm-hmm. But it's well, you had me at brownie, <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, it was it was really good. It was a uh, when I came, everybody seemed to be enjoying themselves. Now they, uh, when I dropped them off, I went and just killed time at Walmart and ended <laughs> up talking to a couple of people and enjoyed my time. And Miss Mary texted me. I mean, called me. Well, no, Miss. Miss Megan called me and said, hey, we got a plate for you. I said, you girls do you girls thing. I'm out. Amen. Uh, Amen. And so, well, those look good. That's what they the cookie was good, too. I, I did eat a couple cookies and mm-hmm. took ham home, and uh, it was it seemed like a really great event. So i mm-hmm. um, so glad for our young ladies here at the Academy they got to do that, and I'm, I'm pretty sure they enjoyed it there. Amen. Uh, don't forget Man Up coming up in just a couple of weeks, May 25th at Cross Point, 6.30 p.m., Coffee with Jesus. Uh, that's going to be April the, I mean April, May the 20th at 4 o'clock p.m. at, help me out here, Hannah, i got to get the Free name of this Liberty. church. Free Liberty Thank you. Church. And Miss Kay Cotter will be our speaker. Yes. That's at 4 o'clock. I've got to get that name down. I'm mm. just so confused it's not Victory Heights no more. And so I just got to. Oh, yeah. I know or, and it's still there. Victory Heights Road. Right. But, yeah. I, it's know. Still the, I got used to the Victory Heights name. It's still the church behind Taco Bell to me. Right. Um, <laughs> but, no, I had a. Uh, where's Cross Point at? Uh, South, Southgate Mall in Litchfield. So it's like where the old Houchins used to oh, be, yes, where Hardee's yes, and all yes. that. It's that yeah. church right there. Right. So yep. easy I'll, to find. Right, I was there a, a couple of years ago. They had a youth program one mm-hmm. day, and uh, I, I went to that. So yeah, it was really good. Yeah, great church, um, great great pastor, great leaders, and really appreciate what they're doing for the community. Yeah, um, I have another event on here that I added when Brother Josh was here with uh, Kelly, Brother Kelly, um, the youth retreat mm-hmm. that's at the Mount Zion Community Center. Um, that'll be on Saturday, May twenty seventh. Um, from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. And looks like they, they're they going to have a lot going on. It says music, uh, live animals, free books, speakers, um, books, shoes, free drawing for a gift card uh, for shoe carnival, I believe, and even haircuts. That I'm, one surprised me. They're having free haircuts. That mm-hmm. That's unique. I need <laughs> that. Uh, First Baptist did that a couple years ago. I think it was last year, um, right before school. Um, there's certain requirements that a kid has to have to go to school in, um, and it's like a dental checkup, a health checkup, and a lot of them want a haircut before they go to school. So I think first Baptist did it last year called love Litchfield or something like that. And they had doctors and dentists out there doing the checkups for all, for any kid that wanted to do it there. And then they had free haircuts as well too. So that's cool. Um, I'll get free haircuts. I only give one kind of haircut, but I can do it well, <laughs> and that is shaving her off. So Amen. if anybody would like to come to church on Sunday morning and need a haircut, I will gladly shave your head. I got clippers. <laughs> I've got a broom and dustpan. We'll go to town. I can shave with the best of them. Amen. And so I, my hair's about ready for it. If I don't get a haircut soon, I'm just going to shave her off again. That way people stop picking on me about my gray hair. <laughs> you could just dye it. I can't dye because everybody knows about the gray hair. So if I dye it, everybody knows I dye it. Then I'll be picked on all the time about dyeing my hair. Amen. I'm already, I'm already picked on about my inability to speak uh, well. And so I don't need even more possibilities of picking on Aaron. Um, Amen. Well, it sounds like this youth retreat is going to be really good. Yes. I think. Did uh, Kelly say that he was going to be speaking there? Yeah, I think Josh is speaking. Kelly speaking. I think it's several different speakers. It's going to be like doing... Um, 
breakout things and yeah and there's gonna be booths and things yeah so on this is a thing that the whole family could enjoy i mean it's for the children but the parents you know there's gonna be many things there for you all to get fed to when and where is that gonna be again it is uh on mount zion community center so over there that's by the mount zion church right yeah it's it's right there yeah um and then it's on May 27th, that's a Saturday from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. Yeah, but it's actually hosted by Coyle Cumberland Presbyterian Church. So they're they're using right. the facilities over there to host it, but it's going to be great. Um, Aaron has nothing to do with any diets. That's true. I don't, <laughs> no diets whatsoever. I, I don't dye my hair. I don't dye my body. I don't, uh, it just, there's nothing to do with Aaron and diet doesn't go together whatsoever. Uh, we were going to try to save you some of these fruit kebabs from yesterday. They look, I mean, you have to admit, those look pretty good, don't they? Well, they, I mean, they look cool, but <laughs> you can save them all you want, and I will pass them on to my kids and my wife. <laughs> That's what you do. When, you, when you're a picky eater and people bring you food, you always take it. You, you never reject food, mm-hmm. but you take it home. You give it away. Yeah, exactly. But you give it away when you nobody's looking. So generous. And, um, and so people... I mean, I'm a really picky eater, so I get I get food all the time, and but I don't eat it. So I'll I'm always generous and I'm always nice and say, hey, thank you so much. And then I'm very generous because I feel like I feel like the Christian thing to do is to be humble and share with others what you have. <laughs> and um, so I'm just trying to live a life of humility. I'm trying to live a life that is generous. I'm living a life that is Christ-like because um, when I receive, I give. <laughs> And that's all I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to be godly. And um, <laughs> oh yeah, right. <laughs> uh, I don't think we have an answer for the trivia question yet. But uh, Friday question number one: Where was Jesus when he miraculously escaped from a crowd that was going to push him off a cliff? All right. So we have had um, we've had a week talking about some stuff. Um, we had we had a whole morning on. The blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. That was fun. And then yesterday we talked about evil and God and how, how all that reconciles with each other. That was that was adventurous as well. Um, and I don't know what we're going to get in today, Brother Gerald. Um, Amen. I know, I know quickly you were saying that the youth center, because a lot of people ask about that, is coming along really well. It is. Got uh, your floor down, which yes. is important. Oh, amen. It's great. And grouting everything i've got a little more cleaning up to do but far as done it's done and uh, they're going to run base supposed today and then uh, they're going to bring the pool tables next week and set them up and we have some electrical that needs to be done so we have lights for tables and stuff yeah but the inside is just really awfully close and i i figure at least uh by June the first, we will be able to open and wow, start having meetings yeah. with the kids, and that's gonna be great. Yeah, and I was telling uh, my a friend over in uh, Canton Tuesday morning about it. You know, I mean, I done talked to him about it quite a bit, and I told him they were gonna bring the tables next week, and and I use the illustration in Mark one seventeen. Says, "Come ye after me, and I will make you to become fishers of men." And I asked people, do you, do you go fishing? And boy, yeah, yeah. Uh, do you take bait? Well, of course, yeah, I take bait. I say, what what these pool tables are is all they are is bait mm-hmm. to bring young people to Jesus, mm-hmm. because we're going to have a 
devotion every day, five or ten minutes. A preacher or just a, a Christian loves Jesus wants to testify. Mm-hmm. We're going to do it every day, have a devotion every day, five or ten minutes, tell them about Jesus, how to know Jesus, how to get born again. And then we've got a room over to the side if they have questions, want to talk about more and everything, we can do that, you know. But uh, we're not going to bring somebody in and preach for 30 minutes or an hour, you know. Sure. And, uh, but we're going to give them the opportunity to receive the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and get their life changed. And I know before the door opens, that God is going to touch lives. Amen. Amen. You know, yeah. a year ago, I, I've testified to this a lot, that, I, I, I mean, it got to be a burden on my heart. And I said, Lord, if you want me to do it, you're going to have to give me a building. I don't have the money for high rent, and I don't have the money to buy a building. But if you want me to do this, mm-hmm. you're, you're going to have to give me a building. And I told this friend of mine about uh, what I, what I had talked to the Lord about. He called me the next day and said, Gerald, I'll buy the building, and you can do whatever you want to with it. Hallelujah. That's how the Lord works, isn't it? Oh, I, I've never had it happen quite that profound <laughs> before. <laughs> but I've never needed a building like that, I don't guess, yeah. before. but. Well, how about that? Was that was a lot of faith, though. That was a lot of faith in that, that prayer. But, but it's such a witness to me that the Lord wants me to do it. Yes. I mean, if he gives me a building, he yeah. wants I mean, you to it, do it. isn't that mm-hmm. evidence? I mean, yeah. that I'm in the will of God. Yeah. And uh, in, in Romans 12, you know, it says that you, uh, well, two, I believe, that you may prove what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. And I was up in New York talking to a, a friend of mine. He was running a, a little mission house down in Poughkeepsie, New York. And I quoted that scripture, and this was his statement. And I never forgot it, and I think it's perfect. He said, Gerald, if it's anything but the perfect will of God, it's not acceptable to me. Mm-hmm. The perfect will of God is it's the only thing to me that is acceptable good acceptable and perfect will i want the perfect will wow. for, for jerusalem mm-hmm. yeah that's and, good. Uh, it, that was good I, I that really stuck with me yeah man. amen amen because do- the lord does things right not halfway Absolutely. We want it all. If he's got it for me, I want it for (laughs) me. I want it as well. Yes and amen, Lord. Just bring it on. Well, Uh, let let me say one more thing. Uh, You know, about the building, uh, there was another building that I I thought uh, we might get, and we didn't get it. I mean, it was dead. I mean, it was plumb dead. The guy said, Gerald, I'm not going to let you have the building. So, anyway, uh. The Lord gave me the illustration with Lazarus. Uh, when Lazarus died and he raised him from the dead, well, he told them to move the stone away, and they did. And he called Lazarus forth, and Lazarus come forth. And he told the disciples, or whoever was there, loose him and let him go. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had his grave clothes on, and, and they had to loose him and let him go. <laughs> I told the Lord, I said, man, 
this building got a lot of grave clothes on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're gonna, he's going to loose them and oh, let it go. They're gone. They're, they're gone, gone, huh? Yeah, them, them, them old grave clothes are gone. You know, I'll, I'll show you a picture uh, of the before and the after, and you'll say, yeah, the grave clothes are gone. <laughs> yep. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do you know that song, Grave Clothes? Uh, you I, should listen I, to it later. You mean sing it? It's good. Sure. I'll sing it. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I right. need I need the lyrics though. Go ahead. <laughs> I need to get the lyrics. Uh, I believe it's taking off my grave clothes and putting on righteousness. Yeah. Do re mi fa so la ti do. <laughs> Just lubricating the voice a little bit. <laughs> As Brother Greg Carwell says, uh WD forty up in the morning. He's gotta get that going on. He comes in with his WD forty coffee mug here. Amen. And so good stuff. I really did. I I enjoyed the conversation yesterday. There's a depth and a um a pondering and understanding to how whole relationship of what's going on in the world with evil and good and the Lord and and how he is involved and not involved at the same time. It's it's just only he could do this because it's bigger than my mind can comprehend sometimes. Um, so I really enjoyed that conversation. Then, of course, um, just the conversation in general, Pastor Josh, and really enjoyed Brother Kelly's testimony on Tuesday. Um, that was that was a great, powerful testimony, and I'm so thankful he came in and, and got that done with us, and um, he was able to get on hope to have a relationship going forward with him because I feel like God's got a calling on his life and um, I really I need to always keep up to date and apprised to how Josh is doing at homecoming preaching so um, you know I just always I just want to be engaged in that I've, I'm trying to get him to let me be his manager uh, for homecomings upcoming and um, a little bit hesitant but you know uh, Miss Megan Sosh gave me the uh, the the actual link to grave clothes let's see here the lyrics um well <clears throat> let me find the key most of the time i sing in the key of why <laughs> and it's why did i ever open my mouth um that's what my wife that's said good. i like that one. and um I, i'm professional in that you're professional too yeah they <laughs> in, said in that. Well, they actually told me i created the key <laughs> oh, is that right? yeah i don't know Amen. what that means um <laughs> One, uh, you show up, the power of death is broken. Just one touch, and I am changed. Hmm. From your lips, my true name, you've spoken. You're calling out I've all, who I've always been. I'm taking off my grave clothes. I'm putting on righteousness. I'm taking off my grave clothes. I'm putting on resurrection. I'm taking off my grave clothes and putting on righteousness. Good stuff. I like that. I don't know if I've ever heard that song. None. It's good. Never have. I have yeah. to, I'll have to listen to it. I'll have yeah. to listen to it. Hmm. Um. I'm I'm kind of, I'm horrible with songs because I never mm. listen to them, and um, it's pretty much the only. I, I I will listen to worship music every once in a while, but if I have AirPods in or something like that, mm-hmm. and okay, so I'm 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 kind of a weirdo. I get it. If I have AirPods on, it's a sermon. Mm. If I'm praying by myself outside of a group, it's instrumental. Mm. I don't. Uh, most of the time, I don't pray to with. I don't pray with words behind me. Right. I right. would rather do instrumental uh, too. Yeah. Than prayer. Yeah. Um, I love instrumental prayer, um, yeah. just because I feel like it. It's still set in the atmosphere because I think music's very mm-hmm. important. Because all throughout Scripture, we find when the prophet was off, asked to prophesy, he said, "Bring me the musician." Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and whenever, of course, when they go to battle, who they send in first? Right. The musician. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, are you Are you familiar with Kim Clement? Sure. That died yeah. recently. Yeah. Yeah. 
he was pretty right on about President Trump being mm-hmm. becoming president, and and he had music when he was prophesying. I, yeah, a lot of a lot of um, you know, and a lot of uh, people are even speaking with music behind him now and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And so Megan did that at yeah. Coffee with Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She um, said it makes her feel more like comfortable. I liked. It. I think it kind of helps people uh, focus more. Yeah, on um, the speaker. I've never spoke with music behind me, so you know, besides Josh, every once in a while, and he gets fun because he'll he'll flap over to the he'll flop over to the organ <laughs> on the thing, yeah. and he'll just start to roll. Right, and then I think I can sing, and then I realize it's one of those moments I feel like I sound like Jason Crabb, but I really sound like a duck that just got ran over by the car. <laughs> and uh, and then whenever Josh stops playing, and I hear what I actually sound like, it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> um, and so. Right. But yeah, I think music's very important. Um, but so people ask me about songs all the time, and I guess they think I'm going to know them. And I'm like, mm-hmm. like okay. I just found a song from eight years ago that I love. I'm like, why? I never knew about this. Like, where'd right. this come from? Right. And so that's me quite often. Right. Well, I like music and was singing, but when the music overrides the message, God's not in that. I mean, I, I don't care what the music sounds like. If the music overrides the message, God's not in it. Uh, well, I think music's very important. Right. And, and I uh, do, too. And but, I think uh, music sets the atmosphere. Like, I think there's going to be musical sounds in heaven that we never heard before. Oh, we, I'm sure that's true. Yeah. I'm sure it's true. Um, yeah. And I think that, like, I know some of... One of the most powerful times of worship I think I've ever been in, and I've shared this a little bit, is me and Heather was leading on a Sunday morning, and I was playing guitar that day, and I enjoyed playing keys a lot more than I do guitar. I don't I don't like playing guitar too much. I like playing p- piano or even drums better than guitar. But I was playing guitar that morning, and we we had this kind of routine that we did. And so we would do so many songs, and then we just knew Brother Ron was coming up. Mm-hmm. And so we always, we knew how to die out. We knew how to build in. We knew how to get to offering. And then we never stopped playing. So, mm-hmm. like, nowadays their announcements offering, we kind of stopped playing. Back then we never did. So somebody was always having ambient noises or something like that. And that day we didn't know where Brother Ron disappeared to. Literally, he was gone. <laughs> and so it was time for him to come up. Well, we found out later he's he was in the floor somewhere. We don't even know where he's in the floor at. And praying and so me and heather kind of look at each other what do you want to do like our song list is done and where do you want to do and so i just take a g chord and i start to um play the g chord and i'm just kind of i'm not very good at lead but i'm doing my thing and trying the hardest i can just to to, to keep it going and i remember we stayed on that g chord for an hour and a half i don't know if we switched from a g chord and i don't think at that point, I don't even know if we ever sing a lyric for an hour and a half. And it was just the glory of God and um, weeping, crying, altar. Like, we just, I mean, I really don't know if we ever switched to a chord progression. Like, I'm trying to think here. I'm almost certain we just stayed on the G chord for almost like an hour and a half. Wow. Just the music. Just the music. Mm-hmm. Well, I can understand. Yeah. That. I, can I mean, it's the Holy Spirit's that. taking over like that. Right. You know, yeah, you right. do with the. Um, but I, but I also do understand that, um, you know, there's, there's, this is one thing I think we do have to get back to. 
in music, especially in worship music, is that the message does matter. And no matter how good the music is or no matter how popular the song is or no matter what group did it, if the the song is unscriptural, the church has to stop singing it yes. because there's as much doctrine in the song as there is in the preaching. Amen. And I think that's very important for the church to, and I mean, in my own personal life, there's one band and I, we still do some of their songs here. Um, a lot of people love this band. I'm not calling out the band yet because I'm not, that's not my intent. People, right, that's right. not my intent. Why? And that's not. Uh, but I personally, I've almost completely eliminated that group from my life personally. Right, right. Because I don't feel like I can endorse what's going on at the church with the teaching. And if the, the pastor's teaching that, it's, it's, it is, it's, there's no other option but to be influencing the music in the band. Right. So, well, since we're talking about music and worship and all that, in the last few years, we've heard so much about worship music that I believe that it has come to the point that they're worshiping the worship music. And let me say this is anything they sing any more worshiping than the old rugged cross. There's not a song sung that's any more worship than the old rugged cross. Or just as I am without one plea. Mm -hmm. This really troubled me. I really believe that they're making a religion out of worship music. And... uh, I don't believe I, the I Lord's could agree with that. Right. I, I think there are some that are doing that. Um, I don't think what's that uh, phrase that you say, Aaron? Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Yeah, yeah. I don't right. think we can. Yeah, I don't think right. we can do that. Yep. But I do think that there are some people that are starting to walk into that. Well, I think there's a propensity, like um, I'm, I'm an oddball because if I'm in my car by myself, most of the time I'm listening to. Like craft family, like that's oh, like amen. that kind of. But if I'm in church, right. I don't I don't ever worship the craft family in church. Like I can't, like, and when I'm in a worship service, it's more I want to sing to him. I don't want to yeah. sing about him. Like that's me. Like in a uh-huh. worship service, I want to sing to him. Yeah. So you are holy, and um, and so I think now that he, for he me, knows that. Yeah, but I I, I think that it's important for me okay. to worship. I'll tell you the difference in what you're talking about. And what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. What you're talking about, you're talking to him. What I'm talking about, we're testifying about him. And there's room for both. Yeah. There's room for both. There's room. Yeah. But um, but I think, too, that I think we could, I think that conversation could go either way, though, because I think that we could say that the hymns are the only thing and the new stuff's not. But we could flip the I, game I, too. I, I don't. I don't. Um, I don't know. You don't think that yeah. either. But yeah. there is some people who did that. Yeah. Um, I mean, there were some people who quit churches because they started putting words on the wall instead of in the hymnal. Right. And I, I think like that's where we could have this conversation of worshiping something right. across the board for the whole. And we've all done it, like because we get into our personal preferences. And yeah. I'm kind of at this point in my life is. I, if I went to a church that did nothing but Southern gospel, I could still worship. If I go to a church that does nothing but contemporary music, I could still worship. And so I can worship because I'm not worshiping based upon what's being done on the stage. I'm worshiping based upon who's sitting on the throne of heaven. And, and I'm, I mean, I am careful. I am careful about songs. I'm getting more careful about songs. And that, I'm asking, what's that? that? That's good. 
There are some songs the Holy Spirit will anoint. There are some songs that the spirit of emotion. You, yeah, I mean, you, you, you always have that. But I think what Hannah's saying, you don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. And right. some songs are emotional because the person's making them emotional. Because we could say that, like, I think that kind of, that could be about anything, I think. Because, right for for instance, like, the I, I love the song Victory in Jesus. Mm-hmm. All right? I think it has Amen. a lot of good doctrine. Absolutely. I think it I think it's a great song. Amen. I think some people listen to it and it's never anointed. It's only emotional because their their dad saw sing it. So I don't know and so I think that. that I've seen that too where, you know, it's emotional for them because they remember when Aunt Sally sang it right. or Uncle Bob or Grandpa Bob. Right. You know, and right. I and I think that I think it's the intent of the heart for the person. And I think worship is going to be contingent and swing and hinge upon where our hearts are. Right, right. And um, we we do got to go. Yeah. And so, but I I do think that, I think that as worship leaders, as pastors, as leaders of churches, I think that we always have to be extremely cautious and cognitive of the songs we are singing and the theology of the songs that we are singing. Exactly. And um, just because something's in the top 40 or something's popular... Yeah. Doesn't mean it's right, and right. I do also think there is a difference between <laughs> praise songs and worship songs, and I think that there is a distinctive difference between that too. We're going to get out of here with uh, we still haven't got an f- answer for the first trivia question. Where was Jesus when he miraculously escaped from a crowd that was going to push him off a cliff? Off, off, not off, off a cliff. Two seven zero two five seven two six eight nine. We'll be right back here after the break on Mornings of Box 2 Radio on the Box 2 Radio Network. We are back here on this May 12th, 2023 edition of Mornings of Box 2 Radio. Um, good, good God Almighty. Amen. Amen. He is, his mercies are new every single morning. This is a day that the Lord has made. We're going to rejoice and be glad in it. He Amen. can do the impossible. Yes. Uh, we are running out of time to get this first answer because we're drawing today. And so, again, where was Jesus when he miraculously escaped from a crowd that was going to push him off a cliff? 270-257-2689. So better get that name in today if you're going to be in for this drawing for this two-week period on some books that are going to be sent out. And then next week, we're going to, the next two-week period, we're going to try to do another drawing for a gift card. And so um, just really excited for what the Lord is doing here at the Box 2 Radio Network. Uh, we're excited for what God's doing in the hearts and lives of men and women. Um, had a couple of text messages get caught up on. The worship, wars have, the worship wars have cost many on both sides to worship the songs. That is, cor- that is correct. Um, that we, we have to be careful not to create an idol out of worship. And it's very possible to do that. It's why we have to keep our hearts pure, our hands pure, and our focus upon Jesus. Mm-hmm. And um, and I think that's very important, too. Mm-hmm. And then another one said, I had to look at my worship hard and get the emotional feeling out of my entry to worship. Um, and that's, you know, that's that's another truth is that um, worship, worship music and worship experiences and worship services cannot be based upon upon your emotion. And the mark of a good worship service is not how good you felt. It's did you worship him? That's it. Like 
because my worship is not based upon my worth. My worship is based upon his worth. And I'm not worshiping to make myself feel good. I'm worshiping him just to let him know how much I love him and how much I think he's great and to testify to the world just how what I think of him. And so, but I think for a long time we have created worship music in hopes of making people feel good. Right. But worship was never meant for my emotion. Worship was meant for my adoration of him. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. The thing I would think about is Hannah. She went to worship. This Hannah or the Bible Hannah? <laughs> uh, the Bible <laughs> Hannah that she's named after. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, she didn't make a sound. Eli seen her lips move, but she didn't make a sound. But when she walked out of the temple, she had a Samuel. Mm-hmm. And uh, how many times in these worship services do we walk out with a Samuel? I mean, I'm really hearing from God is where I'm at. So, yeah. many, so many times, like you talk about Worship of him and who he is, and that's true, and uh, it, it's all true. But something, when the Holy Spirit really moves, we can walk out with a Samuel, mm-hmm. not just an emotional joy pop. David Wilkerson called it joy popping on Jesus. He said those drug addicts with a $5 high, they called it joy popping. And he said, a lot of what we do is just joy popping on Jesus. And we're really not growing and and really not getting the heart of God. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, the day and hours that we're living in, uh, we're so close to the mark of the beast. It's, in, it's scary if you wouldn't say it. Just like yesterday, I went to a funeral home, a friend of mine from... Owensboro, his brother died suddenly. I went to a funeral home and I hadn't eaten supper, so uh, I, I picked Taco Bell, went in there, and uh, they had it set up that you had to order on the screen and uh, pay for it with a card. And uh, I said, I don't know how to use that thing. And what well, this lady told me, somebody else and they come over there and did it for me and and I was going to pay with cash and uh, they really wanted me to pay with a card but so they're trying to get away from cash and where we have to use a card or the number you know they're just preparing us and uh, it's very interesting in Ezekiel chapter 7 verse 19 it says, they shall cast their silver in the streets, and their gold shall be removed. Their silver and their gold shall not be able to deliver them. Mm-hmm. Ezekiel seven nineteen. Never in the history of mankind has gold not been valuable. Can you imagine if you had a pound of gold throwing it in the street because it couldn't do nothing for you? Mm-hmm. And when they get to the mark of the beast, gold and silver will not help. Yeah. I mean, it's you already see that shadowed in countries like Venezuela that was once a very wealthy country. Mm -hmm. And now their their, their money's literally just 
on the street corner right. because it's pointless. And you see what that's done to a nation. Right. And that's going to be exacerbated in a greater sense under the, whenever the system of Babylon takes full root right. and the Antichrist regime is reigning and cryptocurrency right. is the only way you can pay for anything and you because it's all about dictating. It's all about exactly. control. Exactly. It's, exactly. It's, never, it's no other reason. It's, right. it's for control. Oh, you're exactly right. Yes, sir. But how close are we? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and like uh, James 5, 1, 2, 3, I'm sure you're familiar with that. Go to now, you rich men, weeping house. For your miseries that shall come upon you, your riches are corrupted, and your garments are moth-eaten. Your gold and silver is cankered, and the rest of them shall be a witness against you. You know, I mean, it's, yeah. how close are we to that? You know, it, it it's very sobering if we really think about it, because they're just, well, just like at uh, Taco Bell, they try and twist more and make you use that thing. You know, I mean, they're, they're really, really... Well, Sorry, Hannah. Go ahead. Um, I was gonna. I was kind of gonna go back to the um, temple mm-hmm. topic that kind of, it relates to the the time this, that we're in right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for a long time, um, and I I'm guilty of this. I've been guilty of this, um, and the Lord is you know showing me what what we need to do. But I think for a long time, people have neglected their personal time with the Lord at home. So they come to church expecting to to just sit with the Lord and have like a time of rest and a time of uh, communion with him. And I'm not saying we shouldn't have communion with him while we're at church, but I think people have almost used it as like a a um, a, a peaceful time to just sit with the Lord and not really go to war for people or not have their eyes open of, okay, who might need prayer today? Because if we're really honest, I do think that you know, if you're a pastor and you're working like all week, there would it would make sense for you to have a time to just sit with the Holy Spirit and be getting poured into, you know. But like for the rest of the people in the body that really we should be spending time with the Lord all week. Amen. And so Amen. when we come to church, you know, it, it isn't just a cute song and a sermon. Like right. we, we're there and we should be making use of the time that we have left to really press into what the Holy Spirit wants us to do, to press into, is there somebody the Holy Spirit is leading me to pray with? Is there a soul that needs to be saved in here? Is there is there some spiritual warfare that we need to go and attack and, and fight in, in prayer? And I just think that we've kind of lost like the spiritual warfare strategies like with the gathering and the assembly because we've almost treated it as like a routine and we're just coming for ourselves. or and I've been there before where I've came to church only thinking about what can what does God have for me today what does God have for me or what can I get from the Lord today but when we folk when we change our focus from what can I get from the Lord or what does the Lord want me to do and actually start asking Holy Spirit what are you wanting to tell me are you wanting to use me to go pray with somebody do I need to go and start going to war for something in our nation right now or something that's happening um, in the spiritual realm that that has our world in the condition it is I just think that we've kind of became selfish with the Lord and we haven't really looked at the whole kingdom and where we are in the times and how when we come to church we shouldn't waste the time we have we should use every moment that we have of freedom right now because right now we still have our freedom to be able to gather and worship right. and to be able to come together with Amen. other believers and be sharpened and mm-hmm. um, and we're not always going to have that. No. 
we're not always going to have the same freedom that we have right now. So I just think we haven't had that urgency in our spirits. Um, I just feel like the Lord's been speaking a lot to me about not wasting time, like making stewarding our time just as much as we steward anything else. I think I have a perfect example of what you're talking about. I have a friend down in the area where I live, and uh, he used to go to church here and the worship involved in the worship. He's probably 60 years old now. Uh, he's going to a church in Owensboro, and he's talking about how good their worship is, and, you know, he uh, waved their hands and worship and sing that. Uh, well, Jesus talked about the Pharisees in vain repetition, and so many of those songs are just over and over and over and over and really don't say much. But what I'm saying about a perfect example, he's going to that kind of a church. He's uh, Pentecostal, tongue-talking, supposed to be Christian. But I asked him about just doing a devotional, teaching the young people about Jesus. Oh, I couldn't do that. 60 years old, you've been a Christian for 30 years and been a Pentecostal, supposed to be charismatic and uh, I remember brother Ron saying I don't want to be charismatic he said I want to be automatic <laughs> and I would like that but and he's one of the best Bible teachers that was alive while he was alive Wow! but uh, that's a perfect example of what you're talking about I, could, I couldn't believe this guy told me that that he, he couldn't do a 5 or 10 minute devotional and teach young people about Jesus. I mean, how can you, uh, how to, I don't, or what's he getting out of the worship if he's not maturing any more than that? And I, th I think he'd been saved 30 years or more in Pentecostal all, all that time. Yeah. But he has to go where they got this worship, but that's basically all they got. And, uh, so I don't know. I mean that 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 troubles me. I, I I just I was shocked when I asked him about coming in and teaching the children or the young people about Jesus. Yeah. Just well, I think it's I think it's an underlining issue of um, I would say the guy's probably able to communicate. Like he probably knows truth. He just maybe not liking to communicate it in a speech like that was me in high school i mean i couldn't talk and now i don't shut up um but it was all the goodness of god in my life and that he's called me to this and so i yeah, think there's no question yeah and that. i and i'm i mean i'm not trying to excuse the guy um because i think we should all be able to give an account and we should all be able to give a reason for our faith and we should be able to defend it and we should be able to tell everybody about the goodness of God because we're all called to be evangelists and we're all called to preach the gospel. Um, but I, I think the vain reputation, though, I think with the Pharisees and Sadducees, that was concerning the issue of they were basically saying the same prayer every day of their life. There was no heart. There was no thing. It was just a reputitious, reputitious prayer for religious, right, right. like a book. Right. Basically, you're reading from a book every single day. Right. And it's like... Um, well, I mean, let's say like this: I, we've some people has turned the Lord's model prayer into repetition, vain 
reputation. Sure, sure. Because they just say it. There's no heart. There's no thing. And right, right. I think those are the kind of people that we. The, I think the the person, the Pharisees and the Sadducees doing that. I think that was an Isaiah one group of people, who they were. If I could make it more modern, they were going to church. They were doing all their stuff. They were having communion. They were doing everything. Yet their heart was so far away, the Lord would look at them and say, I hate your church service because your heart's not in it. And that's yeah. basically what he's saying in Isaiah 1 is, I just, I hate it. Like, I, think I detest it. there's a lot it. of those churches yeah. today, too. And, and so um, I don't know. I, I think that, I think that we're, I'm going to keep falling on the rock of this revolves around our hearts and our lives and our motives. Because, for example, legalism and holiness look a lot alike. The only differing factor is motivation. And, mm. and I mean... It is that heart you're talking mm-hmm. about. It's the heart. Yeah. And I, yeah. I just fall on that rock a lot is yeah. my, my heart can be pure singing you are holy or my, rock, my heart can be pure singing um, blessed assurance or my, mm. my heart can be pure singing Latin something. I'm just repeating because I don't know what Latin means. Mm-hmm. I think there's a good question for it, though. Are we hosting the presence of the Lord and are people getting changed by mm-hmm. the presence? Because if you if you encounter the presence of God, you will be changed. Mm-hmm. There's no way you can't be changed. You're you're basically saying exactly what I'm talking about. If the Holy Spirit is really anointing it, people are gonna be changed. A hundred percent. Yeah. I, I was the most emotional person in the church when I got saved. I mean I I I had uh, a lot of emotion. I mean, I, I could shout and jump and dance and wave my hands and all of that as much as anybody, if not a little more, because I wanted to make sure everybody knew I was spiritual. Mm-hmm. And uh, But the Lord, I felt like, give me this little illustration. He said, Gerald, I'm really not impressed about how high you can jump or how loud you can shout. He said, I'm more concerned about how straight you walk when mm-hmm. you hit the ground. Mm-hmm. And uh, amen. Yeah. <laughs> See, I, but I feel like we can't pay attention to those behaviors as much as we do the transformation because I was the opposite. Right. I, I always, I walking my walk, was afraid to lift my hands. I was afraid to shout. I was afraid to do anything that my heart or my spirit was kind of wanting to do because I was just so joyful, but I felt such a, um, pre- like a pushback from other people or maybe it was spiritual. I don't know. Mm. So I wouldn't let myself experience that freedom in the right. Lord. Right. So I was like the opposite. And so me now I do <laughs> shout amen more. <laughs> amen. I do shout more and I do move more because I feel more freedom to do that. Right. But I think that's an important thing because some people, and, and that's the motivation behind it. My motivation was I was, afraid to let go and be free to do what what was a result of my joy and what I, me getting fed by the spirit but some people are doing it because they feel like they have to do it to impress the lord right so it right. is or it is the like their duty right yeah or like, right. yeah right. it's their duty um, i mean i i've said this before and i believe it's i believe it's a right statement is that emotions is a poor master but it's a really good friend <laughs> yeah um, I'm not serving emotions, mm-hmm. but I don't want emotions to go away either mm-hmm. because, and I don't think you're not, you're emotional too still. Cause oh. you'll, I mean, you, I know you still, you'll still cry when you think about the Lord, 
Why? Because he's so good. Right. And, and uh, I, I, I still can shout, too. Yeah. I'm sure you can. I'm sure you and can. And I can raise my hand. <laughs> you know, I haven't forgotten how to do that. But, but and, you know, I think that's. I, I, the thing of it is, I don't have to do that so people would think I'm spiritual. Yeah. You know? I agree with that. It doesn't matter what so, they think. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. I've heard some people that shouted a house down and then cussed out the waitress after service. So, um, you know, it's kind of like. Right. Well, that's kind of what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, I mean, and I mean, I've preached a lot here at Bethel about, like, I am I think the Lord is more concerned about holiness internally than outer, externally. Oh, absolutely. Because external mm. holiness without internal transformation is nothing more than legalism. Right. And it's, right. I'm trying to earn something instead of already trying to receive something that God's already done. Right, right. And that's religion. And, and I have to watch about uh, legalism. Uh, about some of the things that I've seen that I felt like the Holy Spirit wouldn't anoint me. Yeah. And, uh, but the the, uh, the Holy Spirit gives you freedom, just like Miss Hannah's talking about. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we have the freedom to do it. So. But I will say, I've experienced the Lord. I've felt the power of the Holy Spirit, and I've felt the internal work being done just as much when I'm silent, like when I'm not saying anything or making a noise, as when I am making a noise. Sure. Because there's sometimes that the Holy Spirit will just silence me, and then I'll just be soaking in His presence. Right. And I right. feel Him, and He's just as good in that moment as oh. He is in the moments when I'm <laughs> shouting uh, Pastor Aaron down when he's preaching, Amen, Amen. Jamie said she could hear me the other day on the radio, um, the radio live. I don't, I didn't have a mic because I'm just sitting in the pews. He's the one that has the mic, but she said she could hear my amen right? from amen. the pews. Praise the Lord! I got one yeah. amen corner. Yeah. Yeah, amen. All right. Uh, uh, I, I, I amen more than anybody in the church. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm surprised at yeah. why some of them don't. But well, <laughs> I do think. I do think there is a level of understanding coming the differences in yes. like a hymn. Yeah. A hymn, for example, whenever hymn, hymns for the most part is teaching doctrine. Mm-hmm. They're singing doctrine, so it gets in us. And a lot of your famous hymns come, hymns come from a period of time where people was not good readers. People were not good. Uh, you know, a lot of people wasn't really well educated whenever some of the best hymns took off. And those have stuck around because they're true doctrine. Then there's praise songs that sing about what God's done. And then there's worship songs singing about kind of singing to him, like you are holy kind of deal. And and so I think there's different kinds of music. I think there's different kinds of worship songs. And I think that we all, I think we just have to be cognitive of the differences and yeah. what well, they're doing. That's the thing I was saying about myself. I I have to watch myself that I don't get legalistic about it because I've seen so much of like this guy I was talking about just worship and yeah and what wh- what's he doing for the Lord yeah I mean well I mean I, I don't disagree some of the stuff you're saying I don't disagree with because right. I think that I think that we try to stir up emotions in worship mm-hmm. sometimes right. and I think that's dangerous right I think sometimes that we are singing to make people feel good and never sing to the Lord of, Lord of creation. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think we just, I think for me, I want to, I want the whole thought pattern of a worship service to be one fast song, one a little bit slower then a little bit slower and then really slow. And that's the worship song. Like, just stop it. Like these are, these are these things that we have created to be traditions 
and we we think that they like we use the model of outer courts, inner courts, and holy of holies. Right. But that has nothing to do with the speed of the song. No. That all has the position of our heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And well, yeah, we just seen what can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus and and excited and clapping our hands. And, yep. And shouting. So. Yeah. I mean, I'm, um, I've worshipped like, uh, let's see, there was a song I used to love when I was young, just getting saved. And man, you talk about shouting the house down, midnight cried. Uh, that was always a good song. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, my goodness, Amen. like that was, I worship to that. I Amen. worship to Lord. Yes. I, I worship to yeah, through the, the fire. Holy spirit just filled you yep. too, didn't it? Yep. Yeah. And, um, but he's also filled me on new stuff. He's filled yeah. me on old stuff. He's filled me on middle ground stuff. He's filled me on stuff from the nineties. I don't know if anything good come from the seventies, but we'll see. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, um, but you know, I, I just think that the discussion of worship music, the, I know we're going to take a break here. The two or three things I want to say on it is worship leaders, pastors, we have a responsibility to make sure we're singing songs with right theology. Yeah. We have that responsibility. Because Please. people are meditating on that throughout yes. their week. And it's it's in their head. It's in their minds. And, and so let's, let's, let's own that and mm-hmm. make sure what we are singing is right theology. Right. The second thing is we're never leading to impress people. We're always leading to worship God. And we're always leading to tell other people about Jesus. And so, and and you know, it's, I think that we should practice our gifts. I think we should practice our instruments. I think we should be the best singers that we possibly, that's why I don't Mm -hmm. sing, because it would be awful. Um, But also, (laughs) at the end of the day, if you practice more than you pray, you may have more gifting than anointing. And so I think that prayer is the key. And I think that relying on the Holy Spirit to do whatever he wants to do in and through you is important. And I think that prophetic music and prophetic worship is the thing. If there was no prophetic worship, then you have no prophecy in Psalms Mm -hmm. because that's what David did. David got out there with his instrument, started playing, and the Lord revealed stuff, and he sang it. That's how so many of Devaic prophecies happen. So we're going to take a break here, come back in here after the break, and we'll try to get our drawing done. Um, we'll give this question one more time. Where was Jesus when he miraculously escaped from a crowd that was going to push him off a cliff? 270-257-2689. We'll be right back here after the break on Mornings of Box 2 Radio Amen. on the Box 2 Radio Network. All righty. We are back here on this May the 12th. Are we about ready to draw, you think? Do you have that? Uh, <laughs> she's going to get her thingy ready. Um, her spill, her will, will, her will of trivia. Uh, Mr. Roy Dockery got that answer correct. And if you didn't, if you missed it, he's on on Thursday nights now with Deeper Truths at 7 o'clock p.m. Uh, Brother Roy Dockery is hosting that. Again, that's every Thursday night, 7 o'clock p.m. And that answer is in his hometown, Nazareth, Luke 4, 16, 29, and through 30 and so appreciate him he's involved he is a i think a bishop in the faith covenant network with uh brother jack cockerel and brother davy norris and all them great men of god over there and appreciate all them from south side and new hope and all them all them good old fellers over there uh davy norris was the best man in my wedding and people say he was the best man there um <laughs> and so i said i'm definitely not fitting into that category yeah heather doesn't agree with that though well she probably does that's the problem <laughs> um <laughs> that that's the issue she probably would agree with it um i asked her one time i said i said heather do you want to do you like do you want to like um 
like I forgot what I was like. Fifteen years? Do you want to do our vow renewals or something cool? Like you know some. And she goes, I don't know. I don't know if I'd risk it, Aaron. And <laughs> she goes, I may not say yes again. I said, Heather. Uh, and so, uh, so I'm kind of scared to ask to do a vow renewal. I better not. I better not risk it. If she says no, then are we still legally married? That's my question. Um, oh. yeah. And <laughs> I'll give you some tips for some brownie points later. I need brownie points. I need brownies, and I need brownie points. <laughs> and so. Um, but cute little Eliza, their daughter, uh, she was one day telling what she thought would be a romantic date or what wouldn't because they were going out together. And she was like, no, you can't do that. You have to do this. Uh-huh. <laughs> She's so funny. <laughs> She's something. Uh, <laughs> we went to a rest. We had to go to E-Town last night and had I needed to go to the, the man store, Lowe's. Um, home, actually, I went to Home Depot, Lowe's both and usually i just hit home home depot lows and menards all in one night just hit them all right um and so but last night i went to home depot and lows and had to get a few things and eliza's there we're eating at a restaurant before and it was a horrible experience um i'm not calling out the restaurant it's never mind it was a bad night so she gets her steak and she 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 orders medium and i don't know why we let her get steak in the first place so <laughs> I didn't get steak because I didn't want to waste that much money. So I let her get steak and I got something small. And, and so she got her steak. It was supposed to be medium and it, she got it up and it was like, it was raw. Like it was gross. She tried to take a bite. She goes, Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. It's like warm and cold all at the same time. How does that happen? And she's being so dramatic about it. She's very intentional about her statement. Oh and she's like, dad, it's so gross. It really is. It's like warm, but it's cold. I don't understand. Uh, <laughs> and I'm like, oh. why did she get medium? She always gets medium. Oh, really? Yeah. And I was uh, gonna say, you should have had her get well done. Probably. That's what I get. Um, and so I but, like medium, mm-hmm. but yeah, it was normally kids don't. She loves it. And <laughs> Heather, I mean, Eliza's weird because her meal last night was steak, salad, and potato soup. There was, she don't get sides. Like, she likes salads. I do, too. That sounds good to me. And so... Um, potato soup. Yeah, it, it was good, but it was... Um, she was like, it's warm, but it's cold. And she's so dramatic about it. And she's like... I wonder who she gets that from. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. That's what Heather says. <laughs> Where does she get that from? I'm, not, I'm a storyteller, Heather. I, no, I, but, you know, I think if, like, if one of your children are going to follow in your footsteps. I really do think it's going to be her. No, really. And she already wants to be on the radio. I know. Um, she has, n- like, out of all the girls that we practice with for the music, like, doing the singing, she's the one that does not get nervous. Like, she just steps out and is confident and sings, and yeah, she, her timing is good. And, Praise yeah. the Lord. She's ready to roll. How old is she? She's seven. Turns seven eight in June. Amen. I mean, she is... Her only thing, oh no, I, I better not bring this up, but sometimes she gets the words wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like she she will make up her own words. She gets like, that from oh. me too. She'll think, <laughs> that's what I was about to say. She'll make up, what was it? Okay, so we're singing Raise a Hallelujah. And she always, I, Heather said she has said this since she was little. Instead of hope will arise, she says, 
Open your eyes. <laughs> Amen. Well, maybe it's true. She's prophesied. <laughs> I was like, on. I mean, I like that. Open version your too. eyes. Yeah. I like that version too, Eliza. Awake, Amen. O sleeper, arise, for the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Amen. All right. I love it. I know a lot. Well, one time we were, we were. Oh, Heather says, I, Heather says, I mess up every story I tell. Um, so I'm trying not to mess it up. We were in Derek Queen one time, and. Uh, Eliza wanted to go get her coupon, so we said sure. So she she was she had her back turned to the door, and while her back was turned to the door, there was probably about thirty Amish men that came in to eat at Dairy Queen, and so she didn't see any of them come in. She turns the corner, and they're literally all right there. She comes back. She goes, "That's a lot of Amish." <laughs> She, and she was so serious. And she's like, I can't even get my ice cream. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But she just turned around and goes, that's a lot of Amish. <laughs> and so we're saying, well, it's true. She said it really loud, too. And so I was like, I was like, this is my kid. I mean, She's going to be part-time comedian, part-time radio host, part-time worship leader. When she's like 12, she'll be able to come on the radio. Amen. She'll be talking just more than I am. She 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 just talks and then we talk and then we talk some more and Praise the Lord. I love it. She is probably Amen. the kid most like me. Like honestly. Yeah, um, the, the more I've been around your kids, I truly think she's the most Yeah, like because we both talk with our hands and talk <laughs> like with a lot of drama and representation. And so when I when I play golf, I'm like I'm all I'm just focused in. I'm I'm playing and I'm quiet. And I just play. Right. And so mm-hmm. this one this one gentleman who has played golf with me a lot but never heard me speak before came and hear, heard me do my testimony. And he goes back to Heather the next day and says, is he always that loud and energetic? <laughs> and she goes, yes. <laughs> and he goes, he's nothing like that on the golf course. And I'm like, well, I'm not as passionate about golf as I am Jesus. And Amen. so um, – Good point. Yeah, and so I'm just I don't know I'm, I'm I'm loud, I'm energetic. That's a good way to put it. Right, and right. I'm unashamed. The unashamed. Lord made the Lord unashamed. made me who I am. So, um, mm-hmm. for all you all that pick on me about my speaking abilities, ha! God made me this way. <laughs> Take it up with Him. <laughs> all right, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I I I do that whenever. Uh, if I'm going to go on the radio, I mean, Lord, you made my mouth. <laughs> like you did Moses. You told Moses you made his mouth. So you, you're just going to have to feel it. So You're his mouthpiece. Yep. Amen. And uh, masterpiece. All right. So are you ready to spin your spinning majobber, mabooger, whatever spin, it is? Spinning wheel. <laughs> your spinning wheel. Wheel of fortune. All right. Sorry. It is spinning. da 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 Oh, Josh Milbury almost went at me, didn't. Sorry. Sorry about your luck. Who did? Miss Elizabeth Higgin won the trivia. Yay. Praise the Lord. Congratulations, Miss Elizabeth. That's my aunt. That is your lovely aunt who is a tremendous woman of God, and we love very much her. And I call him Papaw. Uh, Everybody calls him Papa. I, I call him Papa. I call him Uncle. Uncle Keith and Aunt Betty. Uh, yep. I call him Papa. Nobody else really calls her Betty other mm. than me. Yeah. Mm. Well, when I call Keith, I'll be like, Papa. And he just, <laughs> like, he don't even think about it now. He just answers a Papa to anybody. He does. <laughs> and, and the problem is he's not even really that old. No, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if he's like 85 or 90, we can all understand calling him Papa. Yeah. Well, he's been going by Papa for years. I know. Right? It's just Papa. 
<laughs> and he'll, he'll just, uh, I think it's because he's so papaish. Yeah. He just, every time I see him, he hugs me and gives me a good old kiss in the cheek. And, <laughs> and I just love the guy. I just, right. I call him Papaw. And, um, I, and so I don't have a papaw. All mine's gone to be the Lord. So he's a, right. he's my papaw. Amen. Uh, <laughs> and so and I love Brother Keith a we love lot. You guys. Yeah, now I am the papaw. You're the papaw. <laughs> yeah. You're the papaw. Now, uh, yeah. I can't wait to be the papaw so I can eat breakfast every morning. I don't get breakfast is my favorite meal, and breakfast is the meal I never get to eat. I agree. Mm. That I agree with that. Like, um, I don't know. We need a. We need to have a, what was it, Bible breakfast? Club? Yeah, yeah, Bible breakfast. We need to start yeah. it back up, but actually have breakfast. <laughs> uh, breakfast with Box Two Radio. Amen. <laughs> Box Two Breakfast. I like that, uh, but then I would sit here and think about bacon even more than I do already. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll have to get here earlier and have it before we. I start. heard some. I heard about something the other day. It was called deep fried bacon, and I'm not for sure how I feel about that. Oh my gosh! I mean, I would try it. Like, don't get me wrong, because deep fried and bacon's my two favorite things. But sounds, you put them together, sounds good to me. Mary, I, add that to the prayer request. <laughs> what? Deep fried bacon? We were already about to pray for you that you wouldn't your arteries wouldn't get clogged. <laughs> well, with your diet. Um, as hard as, let's see, you. Yep, on the deep fried bacon. So I have a testimony already. I'm gonna sneeze, Mariah. You may want to turn off the mic. Nope, never mind. It's, I'm good. I'm good. I, one time I sneezed about three times on the air before I could even help it, and it was oh, really no. embarrassing. <laughs> I, no, I don't. I don't have one of the funny sneezes. You ever heard the funny sneeze? You know what I'm talking about? Mine sounds like, like a tongue. Mine spe- sounds like I'm speaking in tongue. Well, I've heard them sound like a choo-choo train. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and so, mine. My dad, his was loud enough you could hear him outside. I've, really? Wow. Yeah, I never heard I'm, anybody sneeze like him. That's a powerful. That's a mainly sneeze. That's what oh, it is. And I think he did it on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I've heard some funny sneezes before. Um, yeah. Let's see. Miss Mary says, "Don't be surprised if you start eating vegetables and fruit out of the blue." You know what? If they start sounding yummy. I would love it. God like, could change your palate. If God, I mean, we're not limiting him. Like the Lord would have to do it. Uh, but he could make broccoli taste like bacon. People think that I don't want to. I've tried because I realize that my body cannot take much more of chicken strips and hamburger. And to be honest with you, I am sick of the food that I'm eating. Hmm. Like I'm sick of it, but I don't like anything else. And so now, I mean, now I will say this. I never get tired of steak, baked potato and my favorite vegetable, mac and cheese. And so, uh, um, you like grilled chicken? I love grilled chicken. Yeah. Now it's, eat more of that because that'll be better. Yeah, we are believing. We're going to pray, and they're believing. Pray for me. Pray for Amen. me. Amen. Amen. And when I come in here with a salad one day, everybody's going to be like, it, "Hallelujah!" Oh, the Lord moved. <laughs> <laughs> he is good. That's when revival's hitting Bethel. <laughs> Revival and awakening is here when Aaron starts uh, eating salads. Mm. That's what it is. Um, well, yeah. I've loved this conversation today. I have too. Uh, um, Mr. Gerald had me a paper, and we were going to get to it, but we only have a few minutes left, so I right. don't know. I'll I'll just leave one, uh, Miss Hannah, yeah. and just look it over. And if you want to, uh, one day we'll go over, and I'll sure. uh, yeah. I'll explain the points. And uh, I like that. It, it, not according to Hollywood. The end of the world according to the Bible, not according to Hollywood. Amen. Yeah. Amen. And everything is Bible. It's it's not my opinion. Or yeah. I think this, or I believe this. 
this is what the Bible says. Yeah. Amen. So awesome. Amen. Amen. I love that. Thank you. Amen. Well, I'm hoping we got just a few more minutes here. Um, on Fridays, we love to encourage, pray, uh, really just, you know, kind of get us a charge into the weekend for right. churches all across the community. Right. And we're just always excited to assemble together because the Bible says, forsake not the assembly together, for in it we provoke one another to what? Good works. Good works. Iron mm. sharpens iron. Yeah. And if iron never gets around, iron never gets sharpened. Uh, Brother Ron, I talked about that. You know, butter don't sharpen iron. That's right. <laughs> tastes good. Yeah, it might taste good, but it don't it'll sharpen iron. Yeah, and it'll kill you. That's right. That's right. Are you just trying to kill all my hopes today? Like, what are you trying to do? She's putting the dagger, and she's twisting. Amen. No, I'm speaking to myself because I think... <laughs> No, never mind. I've I've not been eating the best either, so right. well, we all need to eat better. Well, I will say this: I got a potato last night, mm-hmm. and this potato they got wrong, so they gave me a new potato, and I was really nice about it. Like, mm-hmm. uh, but they gave me another potato, and I guess they were mad at me because they put literally three pieces of shredded cheese on my potato, two bacon bits, and I don't even I don't even know if you call it a chunk of butter. It's no, that like was the Lord blessing you, and and so like. I talk, I mean, it's like, I look at this and go, what is this? Like, there's no cheese. There's no butter. You skimped on the bacon. I mean, like, I didn't know if I should rebuke a devil or (laughs) talk to a manager or just eat it and think it's the Lord. Like, I was really trying to figure out what I'm, what I was trying to discern what's happening in that moment. Um, Because, you know, the, the enemy, when he starts messing with the bacon bits and the butter and the cheese and the potato, we got a real problem, and that's whenever I'm I'm going to be like Abraham. I'm going to gather 300 of the best men, and we're marching into battle, and we are going to go to town. And because, oh I mean, don't mess with a man as a baked potato. It is, they they took away bacon from me in heaven. Mm-hmm. Brother Kid says he's assured that bacon's not going to be in heaven. But well, I'm hoping at least I get a baked potato. The good thing about it is... I don't have to eat if I don't want to. And to me, that's a good thing. Oh, so I can I'm, eat all I want then? No, when I was young, I mean, I love to eat. I mean, eating was the thing. You've been eating since you was young, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> me too. <laughs> but, I mean, back then I used to uh, live to eat. Now I eat to keep myself alive. Yeah. If, if I know I what you're saying. If I didn't have to eat, I wouldn't fool with it. I mean, I really wouldn't. I'm, 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 I just. I can't say I, I'm there. No, I, I know you're not there. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't know. And my wife, she fussed at me all the time. You don't eat nothing. Well, I don't want nothing. You know. And what time do you want to eat? And I said, Well, you know, if you want to eat at six, that's all right. You know. But I'm not going to want to yep. eat. Um, I'll, I'll eat because my body won't function without food. But far as wanting to eat, I, I just really don't want food with it. Well, let me say this. Let's pray that you impart <laughs> that onto us right now in Jesus' name. I don't know if I want that. <laughs> no. All right. No. But I will say this. When we're talking about food, we're talking about feasting, we're talking about food, dinner, 
My question is, pastors, what are you serving your people this weekend? Right. Are you mm, giving them good. a cheeseburger and fries off the dollar menu? Well, it don't exist no more. No. Or are we serving them a Thanksgiving dinner? Like, right. what are we serving in the spiritual food? Right. right. And I think even as a churches, we can ask ourselves, are we, are we serving up a Thanksgiving dinner that would put every one of them in shame? Mm-hmm. Or are we serving up a um, bologna and cheese sandwich mm-hmm. with a little bit of chips on the side? Yeah. But a lot of people think this is a smorgasbord that they can just take what they want, but it's not. You just took the words out of my mouth. I just said, Amen. I was about to say, Jesus isn't a buffet. You can't pick and choose what parts of him. Preach we, it. we have to have the whole Christ. Preach it. Preach yep. it. Amen. Whole Christ. Amen. Well, we have Amen. some, um, we have, some, I have some texts to get caught up on if that's okay. Because um, some of them I didn't get it to earlier. Uh, this was from earlier in the church discussion with fellowship and all that. It says, hey, amen, Hannah. I think churches for the shared fellowship, encouragement, and reinforcing of our faith. You should be full custody, not a weekend visit, have weekend visitation. It's a joy, though, amen. to be able to worship amen. in the way you're led, regardless of other people's judgment or opinion. Great. Full uh, custody, I like that. Let's see here. Um, well, I'm, I lost my spot now. Um, I think I got Adams. Miss um, Denisa... Miss Hill said, isn't it just like our enemy to take something so precious and sacred and he can attempt to destroy, kill, and rob of joy? And she said today was teaching of food. Well, we <laughs> always have to, it's, we always want to feed you spiritually and I love to be fed naturally. And so it's, it's a joy of our life to talk about food and we just want everybody that's listening to have the best experience with food that they possibly can. And so if that includes deep fried bacon, you do you. All right, you do you. Hey, but speaking of food, that the bread of life is the best food you could have. That's right. So that is it. That's in that word, you know. Mm-hmm. Don't leave it sitting on the shelf collecting dust, you know. Right. Make sure it stays dusted off and you're eating of that every day. Because um, that, yep. it will satisfy. Yep. So Hannah either wants the word of God or the chest bars. Either, <laughs> you know, the word of God first. But she would love a chest bar to accompany mm-hmm. it while she's devout. No, I'm devour. preaching to myself right now because yeah. I'm not kidding you. There's been a, the first thing I used to do was go like get my breakfast because breakfast is my favorite meal right. of the day. Right. And then like when I wake up, I want breakfast. But one time I was in college, I got up to go get what I wanted. I was so excited about it. And then I felt the Lord say, do not eat. <laughs> and I said, no, I don't want to <laughs> fast. <laughs> And then he said, do not Anything. eat. No, do not. Don't eat. And then I was like, okay, Lord. So then, you know, I've, you know, got my word and all that. But it was just teaching me that, like, the first thing I should do should not be, oh, I'm so excited to go eat. It should be, I'm excited to go read my word. I'm excited to spend time with the Lord. And so there, it's still there, a work in progress. But There's a verse in the Bible. I've been saved 48 years, and I never heard it preached in 48 years. And it's Proverbs 23, verse 21. For the drunkard and the glutton shall come to poverty, and drowsiness shall close a man with rags. For God to put it in the same group with drunkenness, I mean, you know, that's that's strong. I, I just, you know, I've had to think about that an awful lot. And, and my daughter is pretty much overweight. And uh, it troubles me. To, uh, but for the Lord to put it in the same category, it's just, it's almost frightening, I think. Man. 
and well don't eat the king's dainties you know just don't get consumed with it so but yeah this is one people don't like to talk about <laughs> i know I, I <laughs> but know. It, we do need to talk about well it. and just like me i i don't i don't want to tell my daughter that you know to offend her but well i have another verse though okay <laughs> can i t- can i read you a verse well sure first kings 19 verse 6 and looking behold he baked a cake on the coals and the water curse of water on his head and he did eat and drink and laid him down and this is my favorite verse of the bible and the angel lord again came to him a second time and touched him and said this is the word of the lord from the angel arise and eat <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, and when he rose and ate he uh he went 40 days i, I know i just because <laughs> the journey is too great yeah. and then he did go supernaturally 40 days off of that meat that he ate but Look, we're in a generation where we take everything out of context. So <laughs> all I need oh, is that little verse. I'm going to put it on my car. I'm going to put it on my shower head. And it's going to be First First Kings chapter 19, verse 7. Arise and eat. Hey, hey. Pray for us, hey, listeners. So you know what? Mm. This is time that we're out of here. We're going to arise out of our seats. Amen. And I'm going to go. Find something to eat. Amen. <laughs> I'm just Amen. kidding. Love you guys. We'll be back 7 a.m. <laughs> Central Time here Amen. on Mornings of Box 2 Radio on the Box 2 Radio Network.